Hello, friends. Uh, it felt good to do that again. My name is Clayton Croker. Welcome to a very special episode of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. We have a very special guest joining us in a bit. But first, some housekeeping to take care of because Justin Anderson, not here. Patrick Marsh, not here. Uh, we took a little bit of a hiatus from the podcast right when COVID-19 started. Now, the big reason we did that was the studio that we used to record Bat Flips and Maple Dips. We're not like most podcasts that just record from someone's basement. We have a legit studio. Not because we're making bank, but because I'm a radio DJ and my company lets us use our little side studio. It's basically a broom closet that was turned into a mini radio studio. So we use that to record the podcast so the quality is great. Um... But when COVID-19 happened, no outside people were allowed in our building. And Justin doesn't work here anymore, so he wasn't allowed to come in here and record. And for us to be in three different places, record a podcast, it was possible, but the sound quality wouldn't have been that great. It just would have been a different vibe, and we want to give you the best quality possible. So we decided to take a little break. We were also just kind of... I mean, not worried or scared or anything like that, but we were pretty burnt out, as was the rest of the world with the whole pandemic thing going on. We decided to uh, just take a break, recharge the batteries. So those were two big factors, but I think the biggest one, uh, for me personally, we didn't want to do the same podcast every single week, because that's what it would have been. It would have been, oh, is the MLB coming back? Maybe. Are the players going to get their full salary? Maybe. Which hub city are they going to pick? What are the safety regulations going to be? How long is the season going to be? Nothing changed. Like, Major League Baseball was one of the sports where there was no real big news. There was no big happenings going on. With hockey and football, at least there were, like, free agents, and at least they were getting the ball moving a little bit. With baseball, it just kind of seemed like the MLB and MLBPA they were just fighting the whole time. And now that they're finally starting to get their poop in a group, they're starting to get along a little bit better. Um, we're going to get closer to actually bringing the podcast back once, maybe even twice a week. Uh, we decided to do a special little episode today uh, because Logan Hoffman, friend of the show, absolute beauty, good Sasky boy, he was drafted in the fifth round by the Pittsburgh Pirates in the MLB draft. And immediately when that happened, his uncle texted me and is like, you got to get him back on the podcast. All of Munster loved it. We need a part two. Ask and you shall receive. We've got uh, the pride of Munster, Logan Hoffman, joining us. Logs, can I call you Logs, by the way? Are we uh, on the nickname basis here? Yeah, that's all good. I think that's just a Saskatchewan thing, hey? <laughs> Cutting the first name in half and then adding an S? Yeah, I think so. Is that a Saskatchewan thing or is that a junior hockey player thing? Uh, I don't know, honestly. I think it's a little bit of both. Well, before we go any further here and start talking about baseball, i got to say thank you for giving us some street cred in Munster because after our first interview, man, like, everyone in Munster started to follow our podcast on Twitter. Apparently, we were the talk of the town, so... <laughs> awesome to hear and then once you got drafted yesterday your uncle who used to coach me back in the day is like you gotta get logan back on man you gotta get logan on do you still talk to your uncle quite a bit oh yeah yeah we do is he still trying to give you pointers or have you reached the point where you are better than him now uh no i think he's past that point but uh oh i'm sure 
I'm sure he still could give me some advice. So you go in the fifth round yesterday to Pittsburgh. Uh, what was the difference between yesterday and last year, other than the obvious fact that you went in the 35th round as compared to the fifth round? Was it a better feeling, the same feeling? Just describe how those two nights were different. Uh, I mean, they're both uh, awesome nights. I'm, I'm happy that I got the opportunity to be drafted twice, I guess. Not many people could say that. So, um, But, no, I think last night was a little more uh, surreal and uh, that much better of a feeling just because I know uh, I'm ready to go with Pro Bowl and I can't wait to get started. So when you made the decision last year to not sign and re-enter the draft this year, was that you betting on yourself? Like, were you telling yourself, yeah, okay, going in the 35th round, huge honor, that's awesome, but I think I can do better. I think I can prove myself this next season and go even higher. Uh, yeah, I think I, I'm just I'm confident in myself and my abilities, and I think um, getting the opportunity to pitch in the Cape Cod League last summer, the best summer league in the country, uh, being able to show that I, I do belong with uh, top Division One college players. Um, that that was huge for me, um, showing that I guess uh, I, I do think I can go higher than the 35th round. And uh, obviously this year there wasn't even a 35th round, so uh, I had I had to have a really good year this spring uh, in order to get in here, and uh, I'm I'm glad I did. When it comes to your numbers, I mean I'm looking at them right now: four and 0 ERA, 38 Ks. Like when I play the show and I'm doing Road to Glory, if I put up those numbers, I'm scared to play again because I don't want to ruin it. Like, yeah. like what, were you doing something different in your routine that made your numbers just pop off like that, or, or did something just kind of click? Or I think it was just in my development at NSU in the fall. Um, they were they were awesome. Um, it wasn't just my physical ability that that got better. I guess they pushed me within my workouts. Uh, uh, on the mound, I guess, a whole bunch of different things, but also on the mental side as well um, with my sequencing of pitches and and really uh, giving me confidence to throw any pitch and any count rather than just uh, your your typical uh, curveball with two strikes or fastball down 2-0 or 3-0. So um, they, they really helped me within that aspect, and I think that's what pushed me to the next level. There were five Canadians taken in the draft uh, yesterday, Back in the day, that didn't happen, like especially with the first five rounds. Like maybe two or three Canadians would get picked, but back in the day, Canadian baseball was kind of so-so. Now it's gone off. It's kind of like Canadian basketball. Now you've seen it firsthand. You've gotten a behind-the-scenes look at how Canadian baseball kind of works. How have you seen this program grow over the years since you've been involved with them? Uh, it's it's grown so much over the past even since I was in high school, like two or three years ago. So um, it's it's just getting that much more exposure with all the tournaments and, and things going on uh, across Canada and even players traveling to the States, that kind of thing. So uh, Canadian baseball is definitely on the rise for sure. We're going to pump our own province's tires here a bit because Saskatchewan baseball is also on the rise. It seemed like back in the day, and when I say back in the day, I mean back in my playing days, <laughs> and I wasn't that great, but Saskatchewan, it always seemed like they were below Alberta, below BC, Ontario, and Quebec. Those four provinces came first, and then it was you know Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Nova Scotia, that kind of thing. Now Saskatchewan seems like kind of a powerhouse in Canadian baseball. Is that true, or is that just me being biased? No, that's absolutely true. Um, I think, like you said, 
back in the day, I guess it was those uh, top three provinces and, and only those top three pretty much. But now Saskatchewan year in and year out has, we're contenders at every tournament we go to. So it's, it's growing and it's awesome to see. Have the facilities played a big part in that? Because uh, going yard at the Gordie Howe Sports Complex, I mean, that place is great. It was great at their old location, but what they're doing now with it is just fantastic. It seems like Saskatchewan baseball has more street cred because of those facilities. I know in Saskatoon, I mean, Karen's Field, love it. Kind of a dump, though. <laughs> and, like, there, there weren't any other batting cages other than a Karen's Field. It seems like Saskatchewan baseball is stepping up their game facility-wise. Do you notice that maybe more people want to play baseball because of that? Oh, for sure. I think uh, the facility there is great. I had the opportunity to go there over Christmas break um, last year. So it's it's a great facility to have. And I guess kids should really appreciate uh, the opportunity they're given, especially in the winter months of being able to still go get their work in because I've, I've been to, I guess, quite a few college um, facilities and indoor facilities, and that's by far – that by far uh, is the best one I've, I've been to in Saskatoon there. So um, you're not going to get much better than that anywhere you go. I coach high school football here in Saskatoon, and we used uh, the Gordie House Sports Complex there for a week leading up to city finals because it was too cold out. And there were a bunch of baseball workouts going on. And in my head, I was thinking like, oh, man, these – these college kids are really looking good in the cage and they're looking good on the mound. No, they were 15. Like they were 15 year old kids. I think they the goats is what they're called in going yard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The goats. I think they were playing for the goats. And like when I was a kid, like we looked like we were 15. We didn't look like we were 25 years old. Like these kids are now the difference between Colby and Northwestern state, because you got your start at Colby college there. Uh, was that a big jump? Was it kind of like the junior A to WHL jump? The conference Colby is in uh, junior college conference in Kansas is very uh, offensive conference. So it was pretty tough to pitch there, especially when the wind is blowing out as well. You really had to make good pitches. So I think that honestly helped me as well, becoming a, a better pitcher. But uh, I think, Going to NSU, the Division One level, um, overall, it's obviously better uh, in every aspect of the game. But um, I mean, if you if you work hard and, and stay true to what you've learned, uh, make good pitches, I think um, you can have success at any level. Uh, Div One sports in the states is the money behind that stuff like as crazy as the stories that we hear up in Canada? Like, are Div One sports and NCAA are, are they are they as good as we're reading? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's crazy. Uh, everyone in the states absolutely loves them, and I, I don't see why you wouldn't. It's it's pretty cool to see uh, eighteen to twenty two year olds be able to get the exposure they they get playing these sports, and it's awesome to see. So let's talk about your uh, new team, the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm looking at their farm teams here because you'll probably have to go through the minors. I mean, I don't know if you know this, Logan, but you're not going to start in the MLB right away. <laughs> yeah, I hate I to be that. the guy to break it to you, but that, that's not how it goes. But I'm looking at some of their names here. Uh, the Greensboro Grasshoppers. Like, are you pumped to maybe one day be a grasshopper, Logan? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that means I'm uh, I'm starting somewhere i guess and hopefully i'm a pirate one day but no it's gonna be it's cool to see all the the different names and cities and all that 
uh, within the minor leagues too. Well, when it comes to minor league baseball names, like that, that's a pretty decent one right there because there are like some weird minor league baseball names out there. Like I think the one team in near Seattle is like the Pickles or something like that. So, well, do you really care about that stuff when it comes to minor league baseball? Like, because again, there are just some wild jerseys and wild theme nights. Does that kind of play any kind of factor into signing with the team or anything? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's cool. Uh, I mean, for the players, uh, especially, and, and definitely for the fans as well, because uh, I guess the different types of names, jerseys, all that, it definitely draws fans' attention to the game. That was a test, because if you were like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not playing for the lug nuts. Screw those guys. It's like, oh, okay, no. That was a test there. That was like one of those pre-draft <laughs> interview questions. Uh, looking at the Pirates colors, black and yellow. Are, are those your colors? Yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty cool color scheme, and they got they got nice uh, gear, facilities, everything. So it's pretty cool. Well, black is very slimming, so if you if you crush a few extra Bohemians during the off season, <laughs> you can kind of hide it with the uh, the black Pittsburgh Pirates bunny hug. So yeah, exactly. Are you gonna call it a bunny hug when you get to Pittsburgh, or are you gonna hide your Saskatchewan roots and call it a hoodie? Uh, I might just keep the trend going and and keep bunny hug going, and hopefully I can bring that down there as well. I don't think it's going to catch on, man. <laughs> just like fetch, just like fetching the movie Mean Girls, it's not going to catch on down there, man. Uh, last question, Logan. Uh, it's a would you rather. You ever play the game Would You Rather with your buddies? Uh, yeah, I have. Not um, for a while, though. Would you rather, there's a sign on the way to Munster, welcome to Munster, home of Logan Hoffman, or would you rather the ballpark in Munster be named after you? Ooh, that's a tough question. Uh, I would say... The, the sign leading into Munster. <laughs> Just what? because, I guess, yeah, well, I mean, the ballpark's already named after someone special within our town. That's so. very true. Yeah, I didn't uh, realize that. Yeah, no, the sign leading into Munster would be pretty cool. Like, that ballpark in Munster, it is, it's like a church, basically. Like, that's uh, that's holy ground right there here in Saskatchewan. And I kind of thought, like, that'd be the biggest honor, that ballpark being named after you. But that just shows the kind of guy you are. You don't care about the name on the front of the jersey, and you want to preserve some history in your town. So, Logan Hoffman, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, by the way, we took a screenshot of everyone on Twitter that got your last name wrong, so that when you do make it to the show, we'll send it to you, and you can uh, you can clap back at those guys. Another big thank you to the Pride of Munster, Saskatchewan, Logan Hoffman, for joining the podcast once again. I think the first time he joined us, that episode is one of our most listened to episodes. Because just like I said in the interview, everyone in Munster listened to that podcast. I'm pretty sure everyone listened like two or three times because a lot of listens on that one. It gave us a lot of street cred in Munster as well. Big shout out to our fan base out in Munster. It just proves what a tight-knit community that town is because one of their own is just doing great things on the biggest stage and everyone's supporting them. I think everyone in Saskatchewan, not just Munster, has Logan Hoffman's back because he is representing Saskatchewan baseball so well. You've been working your ass off, Logan. Sorry for swearing, Mom. I know you're listening, but uh, when a guy works that hard... He definitely deserves a a couple swears to pump his tires. Uh, We can't wait for baseball to come back. Uh, Like I mentioned before the interview, we didn't want to do the same podcast over and over and over again every single week. Oh, baseball might be coming back, but it also might not be. What do you think of this place for a hub city? Should the players get 100% of their salary? It would have been the same questions over and over and over again. No news to speak of. It just would have been, it wouldn't have been good for you. Wouldn't have been good for us. But. But now that baseball, I mean, the light is kind of at the end of the tunnel. 
the MLB and MLBPA are figuring things out. Uh, once they get their poop in a group, we're going to be back to once a week, maybe even twice a week. Uh, it's going to be a fun season with all the with all the different things that are going to be going on. Uh, will there be fans allowed? How much pressure is going to be on each game? How short is the season going to be? It's uh, it's going to be fun, and we already have a bunch of fun ideas. But just like uh, just like you guys, we needed a little bit of a break during this COVID period, and we also weren't allowed to use our studio, so that was another big fact for it. Uh, Patrick and Justin will be back um, next time you listen to Bat Flips and Maple Dips. We can't wait to get back. Um, make sure you like us on the Facebook, on the Twitter, on the Instagram. We know all of you in Munster have already done that, so just ignore that part, Munster. Uh, and then just get ready for some baseball. I could have made a really cheesy play ball joke there, but I didn't. You're welcome. Thanks for listening, friends. We love you. We appreciate all the supports. Since this episode was very heavy on the Saskatchewan, we thought we'd say goodbye with uh, one of the best Saskatchewan bands of all time. This is a group called the Dead South. They are fantastic. This is one of their best songs. It's called Honey You. My name's Clayton Croker. Go Jays, go! Oh